0: Hurdy curdy, hurdy, gurdy, hurdy, curdy, hurdy, curdy, hurdy, curty, hurdy, curdy, hurdy, 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 gurdy, hurdy, gurdy, hurdy, gurdy, herdy, gurdy, hurdy,
1: gurdy, hurdy, hurdy, man Wow it's, like going,
2: herdy, gerdy, herdy, gerdy, suck, it's uh, like
1: going back in time. Uh, uh, <laughs> we, were, we were just at the free, just at the Free Folk Festival in, uh, in, in uh, Winchester Pond slovenly, and that was "hurdy-gurdy by uh, uh, Nicholas Crab Mongle. Uh, now, <laughs> Mr. Crabmongle, what inspired you to make uh, this rendition of the hurdy-gurdy man?
2: Uh, well, I thought that uh, i heard the sound of a hurdy gurdy once, and it was very unpleasant. So I wanted to make a song as unpleasant as that. I'm thinking of changing my name to Donovan. Sounds a bit—sounds
1: a bit nicer, don't you think? Wow, Donovan! What a—what a—name a for an absolute, absolute beautiful boy man. Who? Will... I'm a beautiful boy man. Beautiful boy man. I'm a beautiful boy troubadour. I've got a
2: good haircut. And i us think about a hurdy-gurdy, which is a droning instrument. Actually, Donovan's cool. I like a lot of Donovan's music.
1: He belongs in uh, jail for drugs. Why?
2: What did he do? Is Donovan canceled?
1: Yes, he did LSD. Don't you remember? And he went to jail. Oh,
2: oh no. He did? <laughs>
1: yes, he did.
2: <laughs> Donovan went to jail?
1: <laughs> yeah, he was arrested for uh, drugs.
2: How long did he go to jail for? Uh, was I think he just he had, in lockup for a night?
1: I th- kind of think it screwed his career up, actually. He was one of the few uh, big rockers to get sl- uh, put away for drugs, and they kind of quit yeah. doing that afterwards, but he got... Um I think a relatively harsh sentence. I'd have to look on Wikipedia. So
2: pretty bad. I, I like the idea of like Donovan getting swole in prison and you know like joining the Aryan Brotherhood or something like
1: that. Well, yeah, that's different in England. They got a different thing going on there. You're now. right,
2: they got a different thing going on in England. Yeah. Uh, uh uh that's where I, in prison is where I wrote Atlantis cuz I wanted to be in a land far away in the sea. <laughs> <laughs> Donovan's great. He's such a he's such a pretty little boy. Uh, and he makes little pretty boy psychedelic songs for little fancy twee lads like me. Yeah. You're such a fancy lad. I vibe with that whole thing. I mean, Sid Barrett is just a twee guy that people don't want to admit is just a twee guy. He's just like a twee little fancy boy who has little problems in his head. Oh my little head problems—they make me write songs about turtles and you know the passage of time and oranges and such—and you know, <laughs> but you know, uh. that that's present in all that. I mean, your uh, your favorite band, XTC, like, they're they're definitely more self-aware than that, but they definitely have an influence. Of that uh, well. no, that
1: was all fake. All of those bands I picked, I don't like at all. That was fake. <laughs> <laughs> We
2: keep you guessing. Yeah, that Wait, was all what you, fake. What do you really know, listener? Um, what do you really know about us?
1: What was I going to say about... I can't remember what I was going to say now.
2: About Donovan?
1: No. It's was it about fine.
2: the 60s, lads? Oh, was it no, about it, was about, it was
1: about Sid Barrett. Um, Sid he, Barrett. Sid Barrett's popularity had like a little bump, I feel, like, in the 2000s, like between 2000 and 2010, and then it kind of went back down. Or maybe that's just me not being like looking at a lot tons of teens like social media pages anymore because I'm not in high school. But uh, it felt I, like he I had a popularity think,
2: spike. Yeah, as as hipster culture crested, I do think there was sort of a worship of Sid Barrett as well as the other sort of um, mentally ill genius musicians became uh, vogue as 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 part of that sort of Williamsburg-y culture. Like that also applies to guys like Alexander Skip Spence, uh, or Rocky Erickson, or uh, Daniel Johnston. Even you know that's part of his part of his whole appeal is the fact that he is severely mentally ill. Hmm. Uh, and so I think, and you know we talked about hipsterdom before how it you know appropriates working class culture with the papst and the flannel and the mustaches, but it also sort of appropriates the perceived authenticity of a, of a person with a mental illness creating art because a person with a mental illness can't help but be authentic. Right. So there is that sort of worship of those people Yeah. At the, um, the, and the sort of attempt to appropriate that as yeah. well. Yeah,
1: it's the authenticity instead of like uh, truth or, or some kind of, you know, truth with a capital T, which is what yeah. the old school aesthetics are all. All about finding the truth, with a capital T. It's the most uh, important it's thing. It's out there, I've been told. We must find it. Uh, I believe it's in I believe it's in Milton and uh, Blake and Yates. This is where we can find the truth, with a capital
2: T. A lot of crazy-haired white guys, is what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the truth is with crazy-haired white guys. <laughs> Einstein, crazy-haired white guy.
1: Joe yeah. Biden, crazy-haired white guy.
2: No, his hair is normal. I don't think his hair is very crazy. My hair's Actually, normal, No, Jack. you're right. It's crazy, but subtly crazy.
1: Well, it's, it's crazy because where did it come from? It wasn't like that before. <laughs> <laughs> they made
2: the desert bloom. Israel <laughs> made the desert bloom <laughs> in Joe Biden's scalp, and that's why he's loyal to them. Yeah. Uh, listen here, Jack. Only Iron Dome I saw in my life was in my head after Vietnam, which was a war that I didn't have to go to. Was good.
1: (laughs) Oh man, yeah. Biden was never in the military. That's um. It's a funny thing. We need to. There's always that impulse on like the conservative Democrats to be like, we need to elect a conservative Democrat who is a veteran. And Mm -hmm. um, it's funny that the conservative Democrat they got was not a veteran this time.
2: Uh, who Joe Manchin? No, no. Well,
1: Biden. I I mean Biden. Because like you know, James Webb was always thought that he was going to be the conservative Democrat that. It's picked as the compromise, but instead, it's people just...
2: even floated the idea of like Colin Powell being the Democratic right. nominee. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, if you know, Mansion is uh, Mansion's just like a convenient guy to <laughs> to blame everything that all the other Democrats also think.
2: Yeah, that is the most common and the correct take, which is Mansion is a useful scapegoat. Yeah, because he can never be kicked out of his own position in West Virginia. And he can always block legislation that the Democratic Party doesn't want, but is optically bad for them to oppose. So they can go with known asshole
1: Manchin to be like, he's our, he's our enforcer boy. Right. So like, Manchin has blocked the For the People Act. That He came out with an op-ed today being like, I'm not going to vote for it. And one of the things the For the People Act would prevent is um, getting uh, purging voter rolls. Um, and the Democratic Party does not want that to happen. Uh, and th- because the Democratic Party likes to purge voter rolls, especially as they did in 2016 when it looked like uh, Bernie Sanders was going to win New York, they conveniently purged the voter rolls in Brooklyn of a shit ton of voters <laughs> to make sure mm-hmm. that uh, Bernie did not win the, the primary. So, it, you know, it's very convenient to have a guy like Joe Manchin say he's going to block the reformation of that system when all the Democrats want to retain the ability to purge voter rolls. Um, and there's some other things in the For the People Act that are a little crazy to me, but that's because I'm a states' rights guy. You're a, St- you're a Jeffersonian. Yeah. It's. Would you
2: say you're a Jeffersonian?
1: I mean sort of but jeffersonianism is is a form of idealism that's like you know it's not it's it's nice to think about but it's not realistic
2: i it's it's funny how like some very strange anarcho syndicalist people accidentally work their way back to jeffersonianism uh mm. because the the like jefferson's ultimate ideal for america was a bunch of yeoman farmers Who controlled their own land and controlled their own property. And that's basically what some anarcho-syndicalist or uh, anarcho-collectivist people believe is essentially that uh, Mm -hmm. that people would be better off if we had a society of yeoman farmers, like extreme degrowth people. I mean, I don't really know what I'm talking about here, but it sounds like I do.
1: Yeah. Well, hey, you know what's gonna ha- soon? We're gonna have like AI doing the farms, and then mm-hmm. and then you can do communism. That's what Grimes said. You're yeah. Right. Well, that's why I- that's that's who I'm parodying.
3: Yeah, uh,
2: Grimes was on the internet earlier talking about how AI is the closest way to get to communism Mm -hmm. uh, because we have all the robot laborers doing the bitch work so that we don't have to toil in fields and we can engage in luxury gay space communism. I it would, I mean, the thing with Grimes is she's not articulating anything that any very shallow meme leftist like myself wasn't already articulating on, like, the Chopo subreddit five years ago. But uh, people came after her because she's Grimes and she's uh, hooking up with a billionaire, so it seemed especially shallow mm-hmm. for her to be talking any sort of to have any sort of authority on communism or, you know, what we should do in a communist society. Also, she's just her, she is annoying to a certain type of person, which is me. I find Grimes very annoying. I find her music annoying. I find her look annoying. Uh, I find her whole idea that she's making art and it's very important to be annoying. I just, I don't like it when people evince that attitude. Like I'm supposed to accept that you're making great art yeah. Right off well, the
1: bat. Unfortunately for you, that is uh, wrong and bad of you to say, and you're canceled. I'm canceled.
2: Oh, no. Yeah. They got me. Yep. They got me for taking down Grimes. You're dead now. The beloved. <laughs> the beloved. Are, I mean, people still. Do people still go to bat for her?
1: Hell yeah, are I just did. people like,
2: yes, Queen. Yes,
1: I mean, me, I do. I think you she's like 100% on the money here. If we get... Um, some AIs that we can enslave and make them grow Mm -hmm. the vegetables, we should do it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with that part. I absolutely think robot farmers would be good. (laughs) I think uh, I'm not against the robot (laughs) farmers.
1: And flying cars and pneumatic tubes and all the visions of the future from the 50s that we can do.
2: But yeah, as then, then people were commenting, uh, you know, the, the problem isn't we all want the robot farmers. We all want Farmer uh, McDonald Tron, uh, but <laughs> we all don't want old McDonald Tron. <laughs> but the issue is is who controls the AI? Who controls the IP? Not unlike real farms, where the IP of farms has been uh, right. strong-armed by companies like Monsanto. That controlled the seed rights, so they control the very, uh-huh. uh, the the whole breadth of exactly. what you're allowed to put in your fucking ground and, and what not is only, allowed to be cultivated in nature.
1: Not only that, but sti- um, steel with an e makes tractors, I believe. Mm-hmm. And farmers are not able to repair their own tractors. They are now so highly computerized um, and. There's a, these right-to-repair bills that I've mentioned before, and a lot of how the right-to-repair people are trying to get it get it noticed and passed is because farmers are actually not allowed to make repairs to their own tractors or they break warranty. So That's,
2: It's just like <laughs> Apple. That's so funny. <laughs>
1: it's fucked up. Like, I like the idea of these farmer guys, like the steel
2: company. We look to a beautiful man, Steve Jobs. And mm-hmm. he he really showed us how you can stick it to your own customer because they're dependent on you.
1: Yeah, so the pre-computerized tractors are in high demand because you can actually fix them when they break down. Um, mm. I like the idea
2: of computerized tractors. But yeah, who controls the robot farmers? You know, who makes the AI for the robot farmers? Will Musk Technology build the robot farmers and the robot farmers will till the field... Uh, but we need a lot of cobalt for them, which is why we got a coup uh, <laughs> the, right. the Congo again
1: well he was or we need a was, lot of lithium for he the doesn't that he was just trolling because he, he doesn't get the he didn't that was a troll when he said that that's not how yes, that was cobalt. a troll,
2: but it was also it, it was also revealed the subtext to what if anyone's confused what we're referring to one time uh, someone chastised Elon Musk on Twitter for uh, getting lithium from Bolivia. Uh, while a coup was going underway and was it Bolivia or Venezuela uh
1: I don't know I cannot recall it was
2: Bolivia it was Bolivia because all the lithium comes from Bolivia and uh Elon Musk said we will coup whoever we want to yeah like you said not understanding the implications of it I th- I think it's I think it's fair to say that if you think Elon Musk is devious a lot of what he does can just be attributed to him being a dumb guy at the highest levels.
1: yep, big yeah. dumb guy. just
2: like yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's like very smart like smarter than I can imagine at what he does, like being able to push some sort of uh, push some sort of business strategy to a bunch of v c. And like get people hype about that business strategy. That's a skill I don't have that he's obviously has and that he's very good at doing. But that doesn't necessarily come with like a greater awareness of the world or a greater political understanding or even like a greater understanding of our Gnostic or metaphysical universe. Because one of the things that Elon Musk pitches all the time, which I I think, you know, he likes this idea because it sort of gives you free ethical reign the idea that he pitches is we're all in a simulation right Mm
3: -hmm.
2: you know and if we're all in a simulation it's it's grand theft auto you know i don't really have to think that ethically because um ultimately this is created by something else i mean obviously the people who are like believe we're in a simulation says look even if we're in a simulation you know, it's it's just as real as reality, so you might as well, you know, be good and ethical and abide by what is right. But I, I do think that what's funny about a simulation is that we've worked our way back to a creator god. We've worked our way back to an all-powerful creator that molds the universe in intelligent design. And we are on the wheel of fate and there's nothing we can do to subvert our programming. Like we joke about being a Calvinist podcast. But the idea that we're in a simulation, which is very popular amongst techie types and amongst weird nerds, uh, is a, essentially a Gnostic reformation. But instead of God, instead of some sort of vague, spiritual, wispy well, essence, we have an electronic, yeah, uh, technological It's God.
1: just an update of—it's a very old belief. It's just an update of the absent watchmaker um idea which is what Jefferson believed in he was like a deist and Jefferson thought that the world was a a running like a stopwatch and the uh watchmaker had you know made this excellently tuned stopwatch but that's it he walks away after he makes it um and there's that simulation theory is basically the same thing I mean once you start a simulation you're not really watching it the whole time you're kind of just you let it play out and if mm-hmm. it stops running maybe you kick it back you know you wind it up again or you press uh restart on the simulation but it's the same de- mm-hmm. same kind of deism so you know that's yeah. cool whatever i like the idea of god constantly
2: refreshing creation in order to see in order to check for updates mm-hmm. like he's just scrolling down he's just scrolling down on the universe
1: yeah even god gets, what he gets even god gets windows 10 updates
2: They're that powerful. Bill Gates is that powerful. He is our technological god. He has recreated the spirit of our simulation. And thus, he is the prophet. He is the divine messenger. Right. Which is why he gets to fuck the kids. That's why. (laughs) Allegedly. No, we don't know. We don't know what Bill Gates has done. He might have just been. I could see Bill Gates as having just, nah, he's just a really good friend. I don't care what he did, Melinda. <laughs> he's paying for me now. Like, I I bet Bill Gates didn't even have any sort of deviant attitudes. He just, like, was so callous and weird that he didn't care that he was hanging out with a famed, alleged sex predator.
1: Well, we didn't have—I mean, we don't have to say allegedly about— um epstein anymore because he's dead
2: oh yeah he's dead you're right He is a sex bread fame fame pedophile <laughs> fame pedophile trafficker uh jeffrey epstein yeah
1: um i don't yeah can an estate sue i guess an estate can sue for um, who's
2: yeah who's who is, is jeffrey epstein's estate is does jeffrey epstein have family that are suing people on his behalf for defamation I would that be, seems kind of far-fetched
1: i mean i would i volunteer to be the lawyer to do that
2: <laughs> how dare you none of these were ever proven in court
1: yeah i need to get in on the ground floor before dershowitz realizes how much money he could make
2: <laughs> dershowitz has already represented epstein he's already i know associated with i know epstein. and if he oh but now he's gonna he's gonna go for the defamation suit yeah. uh,
1: you can defame the dead though i think that's pretty clear you can defame the dead um like yeah. so how about this everyone who died of covid was gay <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: Ah <laughs> oh, man, we gotta get a whole, got to get a whole. Um, uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, fucking class lawsuit. Aaron yeah. Brokovich. Why can't I come up with the name?
1: Uh, <laughs> class action lawsuit for being class called gay. Law, so yeah, class that.
2: action lawsuit. for calling all the COVID victims gay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but w- uh, if you print that, it's libelous. Mm-hmm. Let's do some libel. Let's print some. Let's print some unproven. Okay.
1: Uh, no. uh, I got. <laughs> I got one. I got one. Uh, gay conversion therapy. Isn't that what happened to Lin Manuel Miranda? Boo. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh uh, yeah, it, uh, yeah. I mean, Lin Manuel Miranda, he's 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 straight. He's definitely straight, right?
1: Yeah, now he is now after therapy. <laughs> <laughs> no, wrong, you know.
2: wrong. What? He's not. He's not a closeted. I know not, he's not. No, he, it worked tortured. on him. <laughs> An immortal technique bullied him for being gay in high school, which is why he, I Lin Manuel fucks. He definitely fucks. He's definitely getting Mad Hamilton pussy. He's definitely all over that mad Hamilton pussy. You know, a man with that goatee, uh, you know, he eats out, you know. (laughs) You you know, he he does cunnilingus like a goddamn tractor trailer backing up. (laughs) Wow. Wow. that's what Lin Manuel's doing every. He's got that mad in the heights pussy. That's what he calls eating tall girl pussies in
1: the heights. Uh, that's his new thing, right?
2: Yeah, that. Well, it's his old thing that it's being made into a film, and oh, it's a boy. it's a it's a rap musical filled with joie de vivre about living in Washington Heights. Where's and that? Being a guy, Is that in? It's in north man North Manhattan. Huh? Never heard of it. Part of Manhattan. Never heard Washington of Washington Heights.
1: Never heard of that neighborhood. Wow, you learn. It's filled with mm-hmm. Puerto Rican people oh. and Black people. Okay. Famously. Well, and so still, this
2: this musical has a lot of flavor from those two particular groups. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's cool.
1: Hey, man, are they doing that cool method of singing where you like make idiotic couplets and uh, that's all you do? You just like rhyme every everything with the same word every and every sentence ends with the same word and that's called rhyming
2: it's it's no it's it's sort of like m m but if it were schoolhouse rock so it has the m m cadence of like everything is bass get a when when you a you get a but it's instead it's about uh, we live in Washington Heights and everybody's nice and everybody has an abuela and everybody's going to escuela and everybody's you know mm-hmm bunch of, bunch of <laughs> shit like that
1: it's
2: the fucking worst music of all mm. time i can't believe people like hamilton
1: uh, you know what's funny believe... you know what's funny my dad bought tickets to hamilton and then refused to go
2: <laughs> your dad yeah. is cool he
1: spent he spent a like 1600 bucks on two tickets to Hamilton and then got mad and didn't go. So there were just two <laughs> empty there up. Were two empty seats for one of the most hard to get shows ever. Uh, it was
2: on Broadway during like the original run with with Miranda and David Diggs and everybody. Such a boss move.
1: Such a boss move to buy tickets and not go.
2: That is that is a very boss move. Oh. That's like uh when 50 cent Bought a whole row of seats for a Jaw Rule concert in the front row to leave them empty, exactly, in order to spite his old rival. That's job. what, and
1: that's that's what happened to Lin Manuel. He saw the two empty seats, and he he got he got offended. He never uh, performed again after that. You're right. So You're you right. can thank Not my it. dad. <laughs>
2: <laughs> who who would be the funniest person to be cast? Like the funniest, like washed up rapper. To be cast as Alexander Hamilton in repertory productions uh, of Hamilton, Cisco. <laughs> That's very good. <laughs> yeah. Cisco is Hamilton. Yeah. Uh, uh, I was thinking Bismarcky, but, <laughs> but Cisco much funnier. No,
1: well, I mean, we, there's more material with Bismarcky because we, we can like we can you can recite the Constitution in his voice <laughs> easier than you can with Cisco's voice.
2: I mean, I only know the one song by Bismarck. Right. Hamilton, you got what I need.
1: <laughs> but, I'm sure but, say... <laughs> but I'm sure those federal <laughs> rights are necessary. But I'm sure those federal rights are <laughs> necessary.
2: It's the worst music of all time.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh my God. I, I'm Dr. Manhattan. I'm flashing back. It's 2013. Uh, there's a new episode of broad city on i'm in the middle of brooklyn there's a bunch of white women with long frizzy hair talking about how much they're obsessed with the hamilton soundtrack Mm. it's i'm i'm in bushwick all the walls are are newly uh, painted white drywall everything is white everything is white
1: yeah i was fuck fucking drunk man that whole time (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you, I think I did it right. I strategically blacked out the, uh, the second uh, Obama presidency.
2: <laughs> yeah, there was nothing much to the second yeah. Obama a yeah. real lost four years. But... I
1: really did. I was like, well, okay, I think I'm just gonna drink a bottle of liquor every single day for the second half of the Obama presidency. Yeah, and then I did it. Then
2: you got sober when shit got interesting.
1: Yeah, I got sober when Trump for Trump, and I'm like, <laughs> oh
2: my god. <laughs> Well, that's because being on Trump is like being on drunk. We're yeah. like LSD, man. That's, that's like when you were like Trump, you were tripping every day. You were Trumping. You I, know, you were on them Trump
1: shrooms. You know what would be really fun to do is to go, on to, them a, trumpets. go to a Trump rally with a sign that says Trump equals drunk and then, and then just be happy. And like the sign is <laughs> supposed to mean it's like, I'm not saying Trump is drunk. I'm saying to be Trump is like being drunk. And just explain that to people, and have a good time there. <laughs> Probably do some whippets. <laughs>
2: um, it's just like what it's just like gathering of the juggalos, right? Uh, those Trump rallies. No, gathering of the juggalos is much more wholesome.
1: Trump had a rally recently, the first one. Uh, he apparently was wearing his pants on backwards.
2: Which is They bunched up, but it also looked like he was wearing a diaper, potentially.
1: Well, I could see I could see no indication of a front zipper. So he might have been wearing them backwards, unless <laughs> he doesn't wear pants with zippers.
2: <laughs> Just like that Alanis Morissette song. Your your pants are on backwards and inside out, you know.
1: Is that a thing? I can't tell that's, if you're joking that's
2: or not. It was an Alanis Morissette song. Her sweater was backwards and inside out.
1: Oh, oh okay. Well, hey... Th- those kinds he's of he's
0: got one hand in his pocket and another one in his penis. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> Never apologize for a good uh, penis parody. It's a penis parody. Yeah. Um, I was recalling the time I got so drunk I thought I was going to have sex with the pizza delivery guy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Just in your head. So,
1: So are we doing
2: this? Yeah are we
1: doing <laughs> i lit a bunch of candles for him. how did
2: that happen what yeah. was your thought process well, when was this
1: I, I think you might have been there we was on milt road but um okay i got really drunk and lit a bunch of candles and ordered pizza and then invited the pizza delivery guy in for a drink and then and then after he was like no i was like thinking to myself did i just try to fuck the pizza delivery guy <laughs> You show up in a
2: flowy negligee. Yeah. Hello, young man. Yeah. I ordered this pizza with sausage. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, I don't think I really was. I think I was just trying to be super nice. Um. But mm-hmm. later, I thought about it more, and I decided it's funnier if I was. So.
2: <laughs> it's funnier. You just, <laughs> you just got so drunk that in your drunk mind, I'm going to seduce a pizza delivery guy right. like in a porno. Yeah.
1: I should have had a porno playing. That would have worked.
2: Um, Yeah, a porno going on in the background. Yeah.
1: Uh, Some ice cold cold Jaeger in the freezer.
2: (laughs) Yeah, just sniffing poppers right in front of him. (laughs) Just doing a bunch of poppers.
1: Maybe instead of porno, it's Boogie
2: Nights playing. You're right. It's just the one scene where he unveils his cock.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, I would do... I w- it would be great to do a mashup of just that scene with all of the Philip Seymour Hoffman crying parts. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm so fucking sorry. I'm so fucking sorry. <laughs> uh, that's, that's why he is officially recognized as Canada's national character actor, despite not being Canadian.
1: He He's not?
2: <laughs> no, he's... <laughs> I don't know what he is. He hey, seems very Midwestern. I mean, I know, I know you can't say this. he's, like, from this. Pennsylvania or New Jersey. He's from somewhere weird.
1: Like, I, I know this is not something you can say, so I apologize in advance, but he does oh, look no. Canadian. Fuck.
2: <laughs> Fuck. Fuck you. You're going to get us canceled <laughs> in Canada again.
1: Um, no. Hey, this is a Canadian podcast, and I'm hoping that because of Canada's laws, uh, we actually get promoted by the government. Or, should I say, pro- promoted? Promoted? Promoted. Promoted. promote I can't do it. I can't do it. Your O's are, are weird. Well oh,
2: you're going to do a promotion, promote, by, the gov- promotion prom- by the promotion by the government. Promotion. He's he's from upstate New York, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh. Which is basically Canada.
1: Whoa, hey, Fair we're gonna have some New York. Ins- we're gonna have some insulted fans. We are predominant our predominant fan base is upstate New York. <laughs>
2: He's yeah. It's a, it's a it's a Rochester suburb. No
1: no. From Rochester. Uh, oh so upstate New York is just a suburb of Canada.
2: Upstate <laughs> Upstate New York has very similar vibes
1: to Canada. I don't think so. Buffalo
2: is like a shittier version of Hamilton.
1: No I don't think so. I've lived in the, of in, of all the places I've lived, it's, upstate New York is the most recent and longest. Um, te- te- Texas first, but then upstate New York, and I've been to Canada twice now. Very different vibes. Mm. Upstate New Yorkers are limed out and crazy. And <laughs> How do you mean? <laughs> like, like, they have so much Lyme disease.
2: That, oh, they're limed out. <laughs> yeah, they're
1: limed out to the max. They don't know what's going on. They're just, like, mowing the grass and drinking beers, like, sitting, like, they'll mow the grass, they'll drive to Stewart's and drink a beer in their car with, like, the air conditioning off. <laughs> then drive back home and smoke inside their house. That's what they did. <laughs> Insane behavior.
2: Oh, we're getting our tubs of mint chocolate chip from Stewart's. Yeah. Uh, maybe I just, I, I call them Canadian because they largely have the same accents. They sort of had that same rural, oh, you know, you don't come to these, we're going to go down to Keegan Ales in Kingston and get us a growler.
1: <laughs> that's not how they talk it's, it's, is that how you thought nah, they
2: talked <laughs> that's not how they talk that's just how i what you heard that's just how i characterize any sort of agrarian hayseed. i no uh these these people uh they they talk just more like in a southern accent you know they talk in a sort of a very light they tend to have that light southern drawl that you just find rurally anywhere
1: you yeah, know that's, that's an that's, interesting thing, thing that happens that's, that's weird that that's happening. i imagine that's happening to can- um rural canadians too
2: yeah, can rural Canadians definitely have, I mean, rural Canadians sound, they sound like this Gordies, you know, a mm. bunch of Gordies, you'd call them. They sort of have this inflection in their voice, very Midwestern. It sounds closer to what you'd get in Minnesota or Chicago. Uh, hmm. Pronounced map as map, you know.
1: Well, I think the, the, the you know, the Internet and um, the media, YouTube is going to flatten all the accents out.
2: Um, yeah everyone will sound like the okay boomer girl yeah. eventually
1: you think that Nico no. <laughs> nicolo
2: nicolo <laughs> nicolo there's some heat with nicolo not really someone well just she's made just rich now so <laughs> uh, she's rich from being attractive um uh, which is what great good, great good yeah. for
1: her but um everyone's mad at her because she's rich and she was being pro bernie sanders who is notoriously Probably worth the same amount as her now, which is
2: funny. <laughs> There's something very yeah. They... Bernie being an e-girl,
1: they
3: have more in common now okay. than ever before. <laughs>
2: Bernie Naruto running. <laughs> Bernie, you know, running, running uh, uh, on the Sibian machine. You know, saying, "I am once again asking for your donations. Uh-huh. <laughs> for your donations, I will, I will do the Sibian." I will I will punch my boy clit over and over again.
1: Who's, Do you want to see me punch my boy clit yeah. over and over again? I want to. I want to. I don't know, know
2: what boy clit is. It's but uh, it's, it's the
1: it's it's fine. It, it's great. Um, it's mm-hmm. good content for our pod. Uh, yeah. I wrote these as notes um, for our pod. That here are some <laughs> yeah. notes. The Democrats are in for the fight of their dick and balls. <laughs> 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 that's that's
2: real stupid that's my I love it.
1: and then it's my good. next note following that of course is the republicans can't stop eating poo-poo and pee-pee
2: <laughs> they can't <laughs> they're addicted to poo-poo and pee-pee yeah it's just truth you tell it like it is
1: yeah dude, and which is after why, that
2: you know which is why we like it the
1: next thing down on the list is matthew mcconaughey is sucking himself off <laughs>
2: It's like an eternal wheel. It's like an eternal wheel, you know. Just self sufficiency. That's what we're all about in Texas. Create a self sufficient system, self sufficient model, which is what I want for Texas, you know. Solar grids, sucking yourself off. All goes together. All goes together. This is President McConaughey. Not president yet, but a dream big.
1: Uh, president mcconaughey is going to dismember a journalist like a saudi uh, prediction (laughs) look i know a lot
2: of people found the dismemberment unpopular but it seemed right at the time
1: (laughs) oh i thought you could i was gonna you should have gone for the closer there you know where you say uh, Uh, the closer all right all right all right the, oh, right, yeah. All
2: right, no, I, I'm st- I'm staying away from it like, it's the obvious, joke
1: Oh come on, it's I mean he's placer. obviously
2: going to use if if McConaughey does run for office, he is going to cloyingly say, "People want me to say it, so I will." All right, all right, all right, Dude, and it becomes his campaign slogan. If that's
1: his slogan, I would fucking vote for him. I don't care. <laughs> if his slogan is all right, all right, all right. I will fucking move back to Texas to vote for him. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Just go, leans in full into our celebrity pop culture poisoned like, uh, yeah. political just, hell world.
1: Just like thousands of fans screaming, like, finally! Like, like <laughs> this is the platform we've been waiting for.
0: <laughs> this is just like when Leo got his Oscar. We made that happen. And we're going to make President McConaughey happen. He's going to have the wisdom of Rust Cola and he's also gonna
2: have the the wisdom of Killer Joe, and he's also gonna have the wisdom of that pedophile from Dazed and Confused. Sorry, a phobia, phobia, a phobia,
1: fee- <laughs> Sorry, everyone. <laughs> Alex meant to say a File.
2: I meant to say a feeb- I'm I'm uh, offending our our file listener base. Right. I, uh, sorry, Steven Pinker. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come on the show, Stephen. Mr. Pinker. Um, we know you listen to the show, Steven Pinker. Uh he's Steven Pinker is having hosting a lecture debate about the um how meritocracy is the best thing in the world. Really? Yeah. Actually? Yep. That's a joke. What a that's very funny. No, it's not a joke. He's doing it.
2: Have we ever discussed sort of I don't know if we've ever really discussed Steven Pinker and the his ideas in in sort of relation we, to our show's general thesis? I think
1: he's Have come we, up on the show, I think on the um, on a show where we had a guest, um, also named Alex, uh, mm. on the show, we may have because I remember asking if Steven Pinker was good or bad because you know I need a quick I need a quick uh, quick snappy, reminder just, if Steven Pinker
2: he's bad he's bad, he's bad
1: right answer is, <laughs> he's, he's one of the bad guys uh, yeah
2: but in terms like if our show is is pretty loose but if it has anything resembling a central thesis it's Uh, it feels like stuff is getting worse. Stuff might not actually be getting worse. We don't know. It's impossible to know whether stuff is getting better or worse because those are arbitrary qualifiers that depend on context. Better or worse for whom? Better for worse? Like, uh, if humans are going extinct, that's going to be better for the octopuses. So if you're an octopus fan, maybe it's good (laughs) that we go extinct. But um, it feels, if you're a human today, living in the West and you're sort of at this end of end of history moment, it feels like everything is getting worse for some reason. And you don't know why. You even can think of maybe moments in the past when you felt worse than now, like, say, during the Bush years. Even so, it feels like you're at a lower place. It feels like stuff is degrading. Not, it might not necessarily be the case. We might be making some sort of vague idea of progress, or there might be some capital T truth progress out there, But no, it still feels like we're on a downward spiral. And that's sort of basically the main theme of the show, I would say. It sort of uh, undergirds everything that we say here. And so Steven Pinker is important as a counterfactual to that. Like our show is basically a counter to his big thing, which as of recent was The Better Angels of Our Nature, right? You remember that book?
1: I don't remember the book. I I didn't know anything about him. That's why I had to ask that one time if he was good or bad. Right
2: so steven pinker he writes this book called uh, and this is years ago now i think it was also like somewhere around 2013 2014 uh better angels of our nature and the the premise of the book is we have made measurable progress because uh around the world you know infant mortality is down and uh you know uh child poverty is down, you know, stuff like that. He takes a lot of things that he purports to be objective measures of how we've progressed in society and collapses it all together to contribute to a thesis that, no, we're moving up, right? you know, a, a sort of materialist thesis of, you know, we are progressing towards something and it is our neoliberal system that has allowed us to progress to this amount. And, I mean, that's ultimately what the book is. It's just a, a, an academic status quo... Uh, preserver for uh, neoliberalism, saying that it is neoliberalism that generates the wealth that allows us to say and end infant mortality yeah. or something I like mean, that. I
1: mean I would be okay with that as long as he's upfront about how it involves um, the flip side of the coin, which is like physical domination of other countries in order to keep the system running. like you have yeah, to they... <laughs> you have to be an insane imperialist to make that system work. And, yeah, and I am that, um, and that's me. So,
2: <laughs> <laughs> which I mean, yeah, I mean, there is some sort of uh, there is. That's the beautiful thing about Joe Manchin is he's the only honest Democrat. He's the only one that tells you "fuck you"
1: to your face. kind of he sort like in his op-ed that he wrote, he doesn't. I mean, he hides. It in language in his in the language of and his rhetoric I mean I should say of like defending li- liberal values with bipartisanship and when the shoe is on the other foot and all this all this stuff. Um, but um, you know America has only really made progress at when we've done it outside of the like strict norms that were set in place by the our uh, the people preceding us so. I don't like buy the that. War
2: in court or something like that.
1: I mean, like the Civil Rights Act had to like be like LBJ had to like ram that shit through, yeah. um, and l- the Civil War itself like we we were not able to solve these problems with bipartisanship. So, like, and Joe Manchin is senator of a state is a, that is the direct result of us being unable to so- solve our problems with bipartisanship. So it's. Uh, like maybe it's ironic that it, for him to be the one saying this.
2: <laughs> well, well. Thing about Joe Manchin is I don't really know a lot about Joe Manchin. What does he represent? West Virginia? Mm-hmm. That's his beat. Yeah. Uh, he's he's an old hack. He's been around for a while. He's just never left.
1: He's like Pelosi. Yeah, I don't think he's quite as ancient as Pelosi. I can check it out. Let me see. Sorry for the typing.
2: Have these beautiful typing sounds you hear behind the scenes? You hear how the sausage is made.
1: Um. Yeah. So no, he's actually not as a, of an old hat in the in Congress as Nancy Pelosi. He. Um, but he, you know, he became he was governor of West Virginia and Secretary of State of West Virginia, and I think he became a senator in 2012, or maybe mm. t- or maybe 2010. Mm. So he ha- he's only been in the, in the federal uh, Congress since 2010, and Pelosi's been mm. around from, since you know oh, 2001 yeah, yeah. or so.
2: She's been around since uh, the swinging 60s, man. No. She's been around. She's been around since the Beatles were in diapers, man. She's been around since the Beatles were playing to people in diapers. I don't know what I'm saying.
1: I don't know when she got elected. Maybe it was in the 90s. I don't know. This isn't an information podcast. This is a podcast. We're an information podcast. About We're uh, dicks. let's
2: let's talk about. <laughs> I mean, uh, fucking Pelosi has a turkey neck. I want I want to wrap my dick in her turkey neck like a, a sausage in a tortilla, and I want to uh, fly about with it. You know, holding on to her with with her turkey neck. Skin fastened mm. to my member, and uh, I'm flying around, and she's dangling under me uh, helplessly, and she's going, "No, no, stop it, stop it, my turkey neck!"
1: Well, and I'm just, going,
2: "No, Pelosi."
1: Just a quick point of correction here. Actually, I don't, I don't mean to correct you, but when when uh, we put something of Pelosi's into a tortilla, it actually uh, the nomenclature is it becomes a wrap, um, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. not a tortilla uh, yeah. anymore it is now a wrap
2: you're right yeah. uh, we have that shit with iceberg lettuce and mayonnaise <laughs> yeah. uh, ranch uh,
1: ranch dressing
2: <laughs> ranch dressing yeah that's what goes in Pelosi's turkey neck wraps <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, she is a uniquely off-putting person she is the dark mother she is a plastic surgery disaster
1: so yeah okay she was elected to Congress first in
2: 1987
1: wow um, wow yeah from
2: before we were both born, it's very impressive. Wow! She's just held the hey, seat of power. Hey, you don't need long.
1: to reveal our age. That's confidential.
2: Hey, that that that's a wide margin. We could be we could be yeah. young zoomers for all yeah. anybody well, knows. We could be eighteen year olds.
1: I'm going to be referring to myself as being 27 years old for the rest of my life, doing yeah. that reversing that classic gender thing that um, like that supposedly women always say they're 27 years old
2: it's been my 27th birthday for five years <laughs> yeah. now
1: yeah I'm gonna flip margs, that
2: margs margs <laughs> chocolate chocolate ack 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 <laughs> we're the women podcast yes
1: <laughs> yes house scare scare of decline <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh my god, Anna, <laughs> did you hear about the art opening where everybody was doing cancel culture? <laughs> I thought everyone was doing cocaine. We I mean, were doing so much cocaine, but did you know that some blacks were there? <laughs> we, still, we saw some blacks at the art opening, and they were like doing their
1: thing, living their lives. <laughs> honestly like more power to them um it's like very cool but class reductionism class reductionism class reductionism
0: the thing about woke culture is that it's like you're just a little bitch you know just just get with the program duke and
1: uh, yeah, uh, we're going to move in, like, with Glenn Greenwald or something. I, I can't stand it. I just want to go to Brazil and live in his mansion.
0: We're going to be hot trad-wise for Gren- Glenn Greenwald's <laughs> 70 gay children. <laughs> and we're going to raise all of Glenn's gay children. And, and because we'll be in Brazil, we'll be closer uh, proximity-wise to cocaine. So we'll be saving, we'll be saving a lot of the environment because they won't have to drive the cocaine as far. It's 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 easier to drive the cocaine to Rio than it is to Brooklyn from from Venezuela.
1: I'm just looking at Nancy Pelosi's uh, Wikipedia page, and there's a one sentence section about Prism, the NSA surveillance program, and the one sentence on Wikipedia is. Nancy Pelosi supports the Bush Obama NSA surveillance program Prism, and that's it. That's the
3: that's the the
1: only thing that's about. It's like no other info on that. Okay. Um, Interestingly, uh, both Trump and Biden were like spying on those New York Times journalists.
2: Um, (laughs) What?
1: Yeah. Really? Well, Trump started it. Trump. Got telephone records and started um, wiretapping these four New York Times journalists because he was trying to figure out who the sources of the leaks were, because he was very concerned about leaks. Everything was leaking. That's why he has to wear a diaper. So uh, then Biden continued <laughs> doing it for a month. Um I think just because of plausible <laughs> deniability, I think he was like, well, let's see what they say, and then stop it after they notice, and then be like, whoa, we didn't know we were no, this, doing that.
2: It was like here when I got here. Yeah, it was like that. <laughs> it was like this when I got here, Jack.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, it's very funny, because uh, I hate the New York Times, so I kind of hope they do like Khashoggi, a couple of New York Times people. Just to show them what's what, you know.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, just get MBS in a room full of journalists.
1: At, uh, the fun, at least, to give them a scare. Yeah, like like leave like lead them into a room for a press conference. But then, yeah, MBS comes out and the doors are locked. And then he like, then he, like takes <laughs> that the Kill Bill music you know, starts playing. Kill Bill do, music. Do, he do, takes do, out do. two samurai swords. <laughs> <laughs> And then and then they all shit their pants, and then Ob- uh, Biden, or Obama, I guess, comes in. And they're like, huh, gotcha.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would love to get MBS in a room with Michael Tracy. Let's get Michael Tracy to be the next Jamal Khashoggi. Oh, yeah.
1: uh, he he oh. wishes.
2: Oh, uh, yeah, that would be, he would love to sacrifice his life for his journalism. Yeah
1: he tries speaking
2: of what, did you see any any more of the andy andy nose really popping off again oh, right yeah andy nose doing a bunch more self-inflicted injury porn
1: um there's a funny i mean i've seen that there's a funny thing that happens uh that i heard about on i heard a clip on come it was a while ago of like some other asian guy who got accused of being andy no at <laughs> <laughs> At a rally, and he's just just like, "You think I'm Andy? No, don't you? You racist bitch!" And then they're like, "No, we thought. Well, why? Well, aren't you?" <laughs> That's what Andy No
2: should do in order yeah. to avoid trouble: just deny that he's Andy Yeah, he Ngo. should just like, say, "You're a racist." Yeah.
1: My uh, name is Jeff Kwan. You <laughs> racist. <laughs> uh, yeah, he got pushed around. I mean, he's like. I don't, he's, he's like, I don't, know, he's looking to get beat up, because that's the story, I mean.
2: Yeah, he just, he goes into these Antifa places, just waving his cock around, going like, Blue, 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 you're a bunch of silly little people, this is my little Andy, no cock, waving around, I hope nobody pushes me, I hope nobody puts me in my place. And, you know, he dances
1: around with a big kick-me sign on. And yeah, and he's also... He's, kicks him. He's trying to get everybody arrested. So, like, <laughs> screw him. He's just, like, posting mug shots of people. He's, like, making it so they harder for them to get work in the future just because they were the unfortunate person to get arrested by a cop at a protest. So it's uh, a real
2: piece of shit he also real piece of shit he also
1: deceptively edits videos um when he puts them online you can never Mm -hmm. trust anything he puts online because it's deceptive Mm -hmm. a lot of deceptions going around um too too many deceptions yeah there's the decepticons have descended on social media and (laughs) (laughs) woe to humanity
2: uh, yeah unfortunately the autobots the good bots who are just you know the the yeah. the they've all been banned algorithm generated content yeah. which is mostly dog videos
1: yeah everyone good has been banned to that like we yeah. can't fight the Decepticons because um, everyone good has been banned from Twitter only the good get banned yeah. <laughs> um, Twitter is the worst place
2: on earth I've become I've never used it up till like four months ago and now i've become totally addicted to it Mm -hmm. um and it's and it's become part of my psyche and you know i i feel like i'm real i'm getting in at the end just like tony soprano i can't help but feel like i'm getting (laughs) at the like the best days of twitter are behind me
1: and whatever
0: happened to you know the old twitter users they used to be like gary cooper
1: Yeah, that's when I got into Twitter, too, is everyone talking about how Twitter sucks now and everyone good is gone. So I was like, wow, yeah. oh, time to hop back on and, and, and experiment with the dregs that remain, the, the yeah. hollow shells that are still on this terrible site. And I mean,
2: I got onto Twitter because I, I was just on Reddit. Yeah. And noticed that half of the Reddit stuff I liked was just Twitter comments, and I was like,
1: "eh." Reddit seems like the
2: sausage gets made on this
1: website. Red- Reddit is so much worse than Twitter, though. So, um... but
2: it keeps growing, it and it keeps you know developing. It, it, I think the thing about Reddit is it has a good format where individual subreddits are totally divorced from the larger, you know, Andrew Yang, you know, Wall Street bets. Mm -hmm. culture of larger reddit where you know you'll you'll find like even like we made fun of red scare but the red scare pod subreddit is probably where all the leftist shit posters on reddit go now since the Chapo subreddit was banned a while back and uh yeah so and that that red scare subreddit is vastly different from the reddit at large subculture Uh, So I think that's how it stays relevant, is the fact that um, just by having you carved out little rooms for topical space, its UI allows for uh, a greater ability to develop with the time, to develop with the context of the times, I should say.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I guess maybe the subreddits I'm subscribed to don't have um, commenters that I agree with, but my problem is generally the the commenters like i'll use reddit for the articles and i used to like care what people would say in the comments but now i'll occasionally comment and then never not check the replies because um, mm-hmm. the replies are always either like not getting my joke or um, being like really upset at me so
2: there is this sort of effusive earnestness to it even though there's like this highly like uh, ironic uh, self-referential meme culture there is this sort of uh, the the remaining vestiges of the xkcd i fucking love science guys you know i science is cool you know uh uh you know mythbusters guys right Re- i feel I, that's that's basically reddit people are like be, be, uh, huge mythbusters guys Anyone that was, like, really liked Mythbusters. I, I like Mythbusters okay, but there's some people out there where it's, like, a large part of their personality <laughs> is devoted to old Mythbusters episodes. And oh, yeah. uh, I feel that is, th- that can readily describe Reddit. Also, anyone that really likes They Might Be Giants. <laughs> hmm. Can't say. i like they might be giant i, I haven't ever
1: good. really listened to them uh i was thinking a funny thing would be to go to my reddit and then look for comments that i like because i have two reddit accounts i have an old one and, a, and one that i mm-hmm. use now i could look for my comments from a period of time in which i was definitely blackout and then it might be fun to read them. <laughs> do you want to revisit sort that? sort That's... by i wish i could sort by reverse order yeah i think that might be hilarious uh
2: okay uh we're going back to a dark time uh maybe let me we are going back to a time in your life when you you had less control over your actions (laughs) right and that created some interesting results and we shall delve into this storied mind.
1: I have a Christine. comment. I have a comment about um, what kind of containers are good for lunch, for bringing your own lunch. Um, so the question <laughs> okay, is to, let's here's, read this, through that here's this Reddit comment from six years ago. Uh, the, the question was what are some healthy, super easy lunch recipes that are perfect for eating on the go? And my reply got 10 upvotes, and it says, I say, this seems more like a call for good containers rather than recipes. If you have a good thermos, then you can bring hot soup or stew. If you have good Tupperware, then you can bring salads, microwavable meals, dips, crackers, vegetables, cheese, <laughs> etc. If you have a nice lunch box with room for an ice pack, you can pretty much bring anything. Are you literally asking for things that you can eat while moving? Because I don't recommend eating while moving. You should remain somewhat motionless when you eat. And that was my Reddit comment from six years ago. And replies (laughs) are, go kill yourself. (laughs) (laughs) You are the reason Trump won. No, okay. Uh...
2: (laughs) (laughs) Why did we stop going on Reddit?
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, I have... uh... Uh, the only ones that are good are my replies to the recipes uh, ones. but
2: no, uh, what are your replies to the recipes? I ones? mean,
1: I just have a bunch of recipes, but now I'm scrolling through and just trying to find my most downvoted ones. That's the funny thing. <laughs> I think six years <laughs> ago no- I was like, Democrats, Republicans, they're both the same party, man. And it's like negative yeah. forty three points. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and now that's everyone everybody's line is that. Now you can make a million dollars off of a podcast by saying Democrats and Republicans, man, it's all the same. Mm-hmm. Let's just fucking jack off. Uh, are you are you grill pilled? That's what people criticize uh, the grill pill
1: philosophy. You mean like ignore politics and just cook food?
2: Yeah, but more so that like, especially now, Bernie was sort of like. A last-ditch effort at having a mass consciousness of socialist politics, Uh, someone that really represented a genuine old guard of socialism, and the reason why, like, a new guard is tainted is because it's made up by people like AOC, uh, who, you know, although well-meaning, cannot escape uh, the brand-conscious nature of our society in the same way that Bernie was able to just by virtue of the fact that he grew up in a different time, that he ascended to politics, uh, power and politics at a different time, when you could be a weird independent guy and do that uh, without having to submit to our social media overlords. So, um, and uh, as a result of Bernie being that unique opportunity to have, like, left politics at a mass scale, it's okay to piece out of at least federal electoral politics entirely. Like, you don't have to care anymore. You can just grill, mm-hmm. like, and you cannot care forever. Uh, yeah. And I, I don't think that's, like, I don't think that's uh, probably what I, I'm sure, like, Christman vacillates. I don't know what he thinks, and I don't want to speculate because that's weird speculating on another guy. But um, you Don't
1: do that. That is weird, man. Speculate, yeah. he's speculating on another guy that's weird
2: well you know just be, like i don't know what he thinks like and i don't watch any of those uh streams that he does so i'm just ex- extrapolating yeah. from what i've heard other people say well he just does like but,
1: weird horny stuff on he just is like jerking off for like money on those you know
2: yeah he's just doing only fans yeah, like yeah he's doing like weird sex yeah he's
1: doing like weird sex stuff he's got like those weird alien dildos
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> flopping around yeah.
1: It's all sloppy, like that. heck copious amounts of lube. Yeah, making those kinds of noises. I'll put some sweet panning effects on that. Oh, oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. La la la. Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. This is this is sex of decline now the sex we're talking about real sex for the Doctor Ruth podcast?
1: Will uh, are your genitals feeling? Our, if part of our media empire, we'll have to include a sex thing because of OnlyFans, you know. You're right. We'll have to have like a, a like. We we
2: need a sex show where we have like a, an adorable uh, gay bear man. Uh, and, uh, and then like a, a tiny little e-girl, and they have a nice repartee with each other. <laughs> uh. I'll be the e-girl. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be the Nico Lull? Yeah. I'll be, uh, I'll be the uh, Big Dipper, who is a bear rapper
1: that I don't know if you were aware you, of. But, you should uh, get shortening surgery. Sh-
2: shortening surgery? Yeah,
1: where you make yourself shorter. Okay. And then get a reverse gastric bypass where you enlarge your stomach so I can eat more. Yeah, so you can get shorter and fat. Okay. <laughs> and then okay. and then and then get hair implants on like your chest and back and balls.
2: Are you talking about devitoing or are you yes. asking me to devito? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> to go full devito. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> All the kids are doing it. It's called DeVitoing. Oh, man. You get your legs broke in order to <laughs> get shortening surgery and turn yourself into Danny DeVito. Um, now, there is no, there is no epidemic of DeVitoing yeah. amongst the youth, there is no uh, epidemic of uh, the knockout game. Uh, What were some other Moral Panics? Uh, Rainbow Parties is one of the funniest things I've I've ever heard. Remember Rainbow Parties? I
1: don't remember the Moral Panic around it. I think I was shielded from that. Wasn't that in the early 90s?
2: No, no. Rainbow Parties was a 2000s thing, and it was an Oprah. Oprah got wind of it, and it was the one where uh, girls would wear a different shade of lipstick and then suck the dick up to a different point so as to make a rainbow on the person's dick. But that's yeah. like, logistically, it would just all end up in a brown schmear. Yeah. Because you're going up and down the penis, so all the colors are blending together. Yeah, that's
1: the it. goal anyway, no matter or what. Or maybe
2: you would, you would get, like, the girl with the yellow lipstick and the girl with the blue lipstick to go after each other, so you could be like, oh, it's green now! Hell
1: yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> as the, the teachers are like, well, they're learning primary colors. Uh,
2: all my wonderful art students that would be that would have been a different version of dangerous minds that would have been a different version of stand and deliver
1: yeah well there's always some fun sex panics about the youth it's always funny um
2: uh vodka tampons yeah remember vodka tampons
1: yeah that was made unpopular by brett kavanaugh That's he. he, He's the one (laughs) who's yeah. Well, because he was the preeminent boofer he uh, made everyone not want to do it anymore. (laughs) I was boofing up until I learned that that asshole was doing it. So (laughs) now I got fucked up a different way.
2: Brett Kavanaugh has destroyed the boofing community. We used to be (laughs) so vibrant. And now we have this unlikable rapist come in and just destroy our way of life. People are buying less vodka soaked tampons than ever. <laughs> we at the vodka soaked tampon industry are dying.
1: That'd be a cool Our children are starving. That'd be a cool business to sell vodka soaked tampons.
2: <laughs> uh, we, call, we call them uh, Six Loco because they're sexy. Huh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's uh interesting um i don't know if could we get a we could we probably couldn't get away with that i mean really there's no law that says you can't sell a tampon soaked in vodka if we just say
2: vodka popsicles can't
1: we just say do not insert (laughs)
2: yeah like they do with q-tips where it says they do not insert into ear but everyone just is like
1: what the fuck else is it for Besides insert, like, I guess you can put it in your nose, but why, who does you that? You can
2: smear makeup with it. Okay. They're using like cotton. On a, on a on a rainbow. They're using
1: cotton pads for that. They're not using eh. Q-tips. Q-tips are for your ears, but don't put them in there. Um, I've stopped cleaning I like to my use ears. a paper clip. I can't. You Don't use a paper clip. Um, I use a paper clip. Don't.
2: <laughs> <laughs> my new thing
1: is not to put anything at all in my ears
2: uh not even not even little penises.
1: Uh, not even little penises. At not
2: all. not even tiny little penises from the pizza delivery man who you just seduced while drunk.
1: No, no, and I didn't Giving do him that. tips on top. God saved me from doing that. That's and that is that is when I believe like I was I had a religious experience and converted to Eastern Orthodoxy it was the the, the the day after my failed attempt at seducing the pizza guy. yeah, I was like, wow. And I, I bought a bunch of icons, um, Eastern Orthodox icons, and I... Right, right, right. I, you, know, you remember when I put them all over everyone's bathrooms and made everyone <laughs> look at them when they were booing and peeing? Yeah. Yeah, I, I
2: remember that. I remember our, our, our shit icons.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I remember our toilet icons. Uh, it made me feel very impotent. Well... It made, it made my penis shrivel. Yeah, I'm but sure But that helped me pee, so thank you. I'm sure it did. Thank you. Uh. <laughs> uh, the shriveling penis is always a funny image of it just being sucked back into your body. Going,
1: <laughs> there are there Get real cool. There's probably some funny videos of um, a penis shriveling. We could probably find.
2: Uh, are there any like you know how like uh, stuff in reverse is backwards, like uh, a reverse guys getting erections, but it's sped up really fast. Right. With, like, the, the, the Benny Hill music and the... Uh, well, and it's a supercut of penises rapidly going flat. Well, I, what I would like <laughs> is uh,
1: maybe it's a, there's a woman shooting, like, a laser gun, and it's her, her penis shrinking ray.
2: <laughs> is, that, is that your Benny Hill special?
1: Uh, Sure, yeah. And I,
2: I just want the Benny Hill music to be in the background of
1: everything. Well, I I don't know the copyright status of that, so put that idea on hold for next week. Yeah. Cuz
2: well we, we can just we <laughs> can just uh sing it. There's no copyright on our voice. Technically
1: there is. Oh no. <laughs> it depends on like you can't like for instance, we could not sing happy birthday right now.
2: Um, yeah. We have to sing we have to sing the a uh, made up song called Birth is you. (laughs) Birth is you. You are now alive. You are 32. You will eventually die. That's our birthday song. Wow,
1: that's great. (laughs) Yeah. Birth Uh, is you. Birth. (laughs) Well, I've always been a big proponent of switching the ages to include the nine months we were in the womb. I don't know. Right? I don't know. It's not everyone... Whenever I say that, everyone's like, oh, it's a, it's an abortion trick. St- <laughs> 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 but no, I'm not trying to do any abortion <laughs> tricks. <laughs> Come- he got us out of technicality. Damn. Damn. Now that we allowed everyone to add nine months to their age, abortion's illegal. Yeah. Well, <laughs> don't worry. The Supreme Court's going to take care well, of that.
2: I, it's... It's discriminatory against premature babies, because, you know, they're going to be younger by virtue of the fact that they were preemies.
1: Okay, but right now it's discriminatory against non-premature babies who are older or younger just because they weren't premature.
2: You're right. You're right. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you, frankly, most people aren't premature, so this is a tyranny of the minority. This is a tyranny of the premature babies.
1: Yep. Premature babies, because they're older than us, are more likely to succeed in life, because mm-hmm. <laughs> they have more time <laughs> to figure right. figure out all that tricks.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's premature babies. You know, they 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 want to get a head start in life, which is why they're just rocketing out rocketing out there.
1: That would be a funny study. Uh. I mean, I I kind of think the reverse is true. The premature babies might be less successful, but it'd be very interesting to see which if they're more or less successful
2: they're scrappier they want it more
1: (laughs) and i mean compared to like their cohort not compared i would
2: like to see like compared to like the very post-mature babies like the the Mm -hmm. like the 10-month babies yeah because those happen sometimes and those those are weird
1: that's bad we're not doing that we're not waiting around
2: you're you're inducing pregnancy as soon as it's not yeah no
1: no. (laughs) we already induced the pregnancy
2: oh yeah (laughs) I mean, inducing, yeah. inducing. You know. Yeah, and you know how you know that's what I'm done. Uh, you want to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> no. Yeah. We uh, we might be doing the inductions, which is cool uh, that you can do that. Uh, so because you, you don't want it to get overripe. If the baby gets overripe, they're too squishy. <laughs> yeah. And 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 then it's, it's kind of they can develop like a rotting part, moldy, and they can just you have to throw it away. It's
2: yeah, you know, you want a good rind on the baby. You exactly. don't want to. You don't
1: want like an overspoiled rind. When you tap it, yeah. When you tap its belly, it needs to sound hollow. Uh, one of yeah. the, it's one of the rules. <laughs> that would be very bad. Actually, <laughs> it's supposed to like you uh, know, kind of sound like a. You know, I can't. I can't do it.
2: Apparently, my baby is a, has a huge, hollow cavity in it, and his skin is rigid. I'm thinking I might have a Pinocchio
1: on my hands. <laughs> It'd be a funny thing to ask the doctor. Doc, is it a Pinocchio? <laughs>
0: <laughs> is it a boy or it's a girl? It's a Pinocchio. Oh, no.
1: It's going to... Whenever it lies, a body part will grow. It's not... See, Pinocchio is like a race. And it's like whenever whenever you see someone with a with a strangely enlarged body part, like oh, there goes a Pinocchio. Every time that every time that person lies, their body part goes bigger.
2: Yeah. Well that's what I said about Lori Anderson. Every time she lies, her eyes grow farther apart. Ooh. Uh, she's a Pinocchio. That is a she, well, she,
1: <laughs> low blow to a talented actress who we should all support.
2: Wait, did I say Lori Anderson? I meant Lori Lightfoot. I said Laurie Anderson is an amazing uh, she's a musician. Laurie Anderson is the the Oh I thought Superman Okay. Human. Well,
1: yeah, I thought you got the name wrong, but I thought you were referring to the to the actress, the younger actress in that Chess no. n- Chess documentary who has the far apart eyes.
2: Oh, no, that's Anna Taylor Joy. Yeah. She has far apart eyes. But every time she tells a lie, her eyes also grow apart. Yeah. She's very far apart. Eyes. A Pinocchio. So she's a Pinocchio. She's a secret <laughs> Pinocchio. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah yeah like Christina Ricci Every,
2: everyone in that series yeah. is a secret Pinocchio C- Christina Ricci you're right a, Christina Ricci she's
1: a Pinocchio forehead keeps getting bigger she's a
2: forehead Pinocchio <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh,
1: can we get this in trouble so for this stupid. I, think we, I don't know if we, no yeah we can is this
2: it would anyone consider this ableism? <laughs>
1: um yeah it's not good it's uh, definitely making fun I mean, of people like for the, the obvious joke is
2: dick pinocchio <laughs> yeah like everyone every, everyone
1: wants to be a dick nokia oh man how excellent would you lie i would be lying all the time
2: <laughs> hey oh yeah well, that's the the old joke is pinocchio's eating pussy uh, with the blue angel and the blue angel keeps saying lie to me pinocchio lie to me
3: because
2: mm-hmm. the idea is his nose is going deeper into the his wooden dildo nose <laughs> like an unvarnished wooden dildo
1: <laughs> yeah he's giving people it, splinters
2: <laughs> yeah gross people gross branches on it that that joke doesn't make any sense if you if you think about it logically yeah if you think about the logic of pinocchio i
1: love debunking jokes <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah like the the classic you know why don't they make the whole plane out of the black box well it'd be too heavy huh. you dummy yeah yeah dummy i i do like that joke that's that's the classic dumb obvious joke is you know if the only thing that's left in the plane is the black box why don't they make the whole plane
3: <laughs> hmm,
2: that, that joke makes me want to pass <laughs> I out Laugh at it even today yeah. it's so dummy and hacky but I think it's even in the it's used in the movie Down to Earth, the the uh, Chris Rock metaphysics movie, as an example of a hacky joke. Uh, we all re- we all remember the Chris Rock movie Down to Earth, right? <laughs> mm. We're all big fans of the Chris Rock movie Down to Earth.
1: I don't think I was allowed to see that because it was probably rated R.
2: Um. I don't know why, but when I was 13, I just begged my dad to see Barbershop.
1: Cool. For some
2: reason, I yeah. just really wanted to see you were Barber a co- Shop you were, when I was 13. You were
1: a cool little uh, fella in the neighborhood, I believe.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was trying to be. I was trying to be Jim Hip Hop. I was trying to be Johnny Hip Hop. Uh, no, not not even. I just had the, like this inexplicable t- desire to see this movie. Um, it's something about, like, a just an ensemble comedy as, as a young 13-year-old appealed to me. I don't even think I registered the fact that it was, like, supposed to be a black comedy. I just, like, oh, I like Cedric the Entertainer. I saw the original Kings of Comedy. I didn't understand what they were saying, but I thought they were very funny and expressive.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, well, the, the marketing probably is what got you as a kid. I,
2: there was a lot of, I think it was, like, also a Bernie Mac show. I, I liked the original Kings of Comedy a lot that... I watched that, I watched that uh, VHS a lot for some reason. I don't know why my parents let me watch it, but they did. Yeah, I'm a big fan of DL
1: well, <laughs> Hughley. It turned out better because all I was allowed to watch was like <clears throat> Charlie Chan, who is a, a white. Oh no, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's very
1: racist. <laughs> that's all I was allowed to watch growing up. Was like my parents were like, "This is the only wholesome thing we can find," and it's Charlie Chan, <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Oh, it's a white guy pretending to be a Chinese, solving crime, doing uh doing racist <laughs> tropes. Huh. And then the other that's stuff right. other stuff I was allowed to watch was Fred Astaire, Ginger Rogers, Cary Grant, Catherine Hepburn. That's the stuff.
2: Oh well those are good. Uh, well I I do like Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers. I do I am a fan of Top Hat. Yeah, it's okay. I do like Cary Grant. Yeah. Were you able to see North by Northwest? Yeah. Was that allowed? I think well okay. that's the
1: hitch hitch Hitchcock one maybe or one of the Hitchcock. Yeah, I think yeah. I definitely saw it. We watched all of the, <clears throat> like Vertigo. We watched that. What's the one with oh, okay. like? Okay, um, those
2: movies are pretty fucked up.
1: What's the one with Mount Rushmore? Is that Vertigo? That's North by North, Northwest. That's, oh yeah, so I saw North by Northwest too. And um, I remember when I watched Chinatown, it was <clears throat> on my own, and I was supposed to be asleep, and I had a mm. like a really old cathode ray TV. And I had the volume on one, and my head pressed against the speaker of the TV, and I could not see Chinatown, because the screen <laughs> the screen is curved. It's a curved screen, and I had to have my head pressed against the speaker, so I could only really... You can hear my voice move as I do it to the microphone. I could only really see half, at most, of Chinatown, but I could hear the whole thing, because I was supposed to be asleep. And... The big fights that I would get in with my dad would be staying up past my bedtime. Not loud. To,
2: to watch Chinatown. Yeah. How dare you watch this movie
1: made by a pedophile? Was that Roman Polanski?
2: Yeah, alleged pedophile, I should say. He <laughs>
1: is still alive, so we could get in trouble. Uh, no. no, wait, he is a pedophile. No, no. They admitted to it. We, no, but he, also, uh, that's the thing. Another, that With Roman Polanski, he can't get us in trouble for saying he's a pedophile because he'd have to come here to <clears throat> press You're charges, right. and then he'd be arrested. So, uh, we can say, unallegedly, Roman Polanski is a pedophile.
2: I'm just going to trick Roman Polanski. But he's gonna, I'm just going to make him so mad at me that he just takes a flight to America without even thinking about it, and then only realizing... Uh, <laughs> after he's gotten off the plane. Oh no! I've made a terrible <laughs> mistake.
1: <laughs> hey, hey, Roman. Rosemary's Baby is boring and not scary. Oh, I, I, I like it. I think it is scary. I haven't, I haven't been able to finish it. It's too. It's like, oh, this is an artsy horror movie. Pretty. Artsy. Where are my jump scares? It's pretty scary though. I, no, not enough. Uh, he
2: is a monster, but he made a good horror movie. uh Uh, no rosemary's baby it has like it's the original hereditary you know it's the original fear of the fact that everyone you see around you is actually conspiring against you which is i think the true horror of that i mean i I get those vibes from that.
1: i've that's why i like it my take on hereditary is it's kind of a wholesome story of a family like fulfilling its purpose which is (laughs) go on i mean they all they all fulfill their roles they are all doing what they're supposed to do (laughs) and they do it to perfection so it's kind of got a happy ending the demon is summoned the family fulfills its roles there aren't any of them really left over um yeah all the everything wraps up in a neat little bow it's nice
2: yeah payment is here he's gonna usher in a Presumably, a, a new administration. A new era of
1: pestilence. I would. I, he's, it, this happens every time there's a new president. Basically, you have to summon a new <laughs> demon. Uh,
2: they were actually meant to summon uh Payman Wayans, the Lost Wayman, <laughs> Wayans brother, who's a demon, but also does you know Men on the Beach. I definitely think
1: <laughs> I, I that Ari guy, whatever his last name is, it, uh, who's the director? Ari something
2: what of of what a
1: hereditary
2: oh Ari not Ari Shafir no. <laughs> that would be funny uh Ari aster yeah, Ari name.
1: aster, he's definitely not gonna be heralding in like a new era of the comedy horror movies that of the nineties that everyone was hoping for, you know he i will I'd like it, I think his movies are comedy horror
2: movies, I think even hereditary has like a lot of there's a lot of comedy in it, um, and he's professed. To say that his next movie is going to be a straight-up comedy movie, okay. but it's probably going to be some
1: spooky elements. Yeah, say. okay. I'll Knowing
2: it, Ari Aster, play
1: when I see it. <clears throat> yeah,
2: um, but yeah, there there is this sort of uh, comedic aspect to *Hereditary* in the fact that it's this hysterical, exaggerated, absurdist take on intergenerational trauma. And sort of hating your your mother to such a degree, or your mother poisoning the rest of your family to such a degree that they, they literally use your family to summon a demon. I think that's funny. Um, and I, I think that's, you know, the same absurdism you see in Midsummer. It's people being having exaggerated punishments for what are very minor slights. Um, so yeah, the, the I mean that's why horror and comedy they're they're interlinked anyway because it's they're they're both uh, genres of extremity, and genres of surprise, genres where the point is something unexpected happens, or you are building up tension and then there is some sort of large release, uh, a setup and a punchline. I mean they don't it doesn't always work like that. Like comedy doesn't necessarily have to be formulaic, and nor does horror, but that's generally what they share is tension, 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 tension release either with a big scare or like a big punchline, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, and whereas, uh, other genres like drama and tragedies sort of operate where there's not necessarily a release, there's tension, but, uh, the tension doesn't necessarily need to release. It can still remain in the piece and not necessarily be resolved or not resolved in that sort of, drastic surprising way that a punchline or uh, a, a, a scare will resolve tension. I I guess that's what's it. It's just they're very similar approaches to resolving tension in narrative horror and comedy mm-hmm. by having one big surprising
1: moment that yeah. is built on the uh the previous. And if uh, if you're clever it's like kind of a callback to an earlier thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> You know, it's like kind of all wrapped up together, like <clears throat> kind of how Jerry Seinfeld will like refer to the things from earlier in the act, later at the end. Make you think like, whoa, he's talked about that and I'm making a connection. This is special for me. I love Jerry Seinfeld.
2: Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, who made a lot of connections in his life, especially in prison. Mm hmm was Donovan It's the to get to her to get to her to to her
0: to get to her to
2: get to her to get to her